Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the CX Goalkeeper Podcast. Your host, Greg, will have smart discussions with friends, experts, and thought leaders on customer experience, transformation, and leadership. Please follow this podcast on your preferred platform. I am sure you will enjoy the next episode with the guest I selected for you. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the next episode of the CX Goalkeeper Podcast. Last year, I had the great pleasure to discuss with Alex Smith about customer experience. And now we want to learn more about his personal experiences as a customer. And therefore, welcome, Alex. How are you? Hey, hey Greg. Great to be uh, talking to you again. And sorry for the three failed times we've tried to interact with each other so far. So fourth time lucky. No problem. Super happy to kick off this discussion. And for the few people that don't know you, could you please introduce yourself? I'm currently a senior director for Alvarez and Marcel, but it doesn't matter who I work for. I just hate bad customer service, bad customer experience. So uh, I either work directly for clients or with clients or for companies or, or with companies, and I just want them to give better customer service. So that's what I do. Thank you very much. And uh, we know that you have not always the same opinion of the others in social media and in customer experience. And therefore, I'm super thrilled to ask this, this question. Which values drive you in life? We have a couple, actually. First of all, if I've said to someone, I'm going to do something, I will move heaven and earth to do it. But in the very few chances I can't do it, I will make 100% sure I've told them in advance I'm going to be letting them down or, or need more time. And in, in the Middle East, they have... They have a very strange saying called Inshallah. Will you get that done for me next week? They say Inshallah. And nearly always means maybe, maybe not. I, I don't live to Inshallah. I live to my word is my bond. So that's my, my personal value. Thank you very much. I was thinking more about honesty, but I really <laughs> understand what, what you are saying because I really like your way of sharing your view. Today, Absolutely. it's a... Today, it's a bit different discussion. It's not about best practices. It's not about what we should do in customer experience because we want to learn about your personal experiences. Okay. Which, <laughs> which is the last positive experience with a, with a business that you remember and why? Yeah. Okay. It was, uh, let me think, it was with a utility company and we're moving house in the UK and I'd lost the account number. I'd lost the, the ability to sign in. The email address was not linked to my account, so I couldn't reset the password. And I was stuck in chatbot hell. I was stuck in no way to talk to someone. And I reached out on WhatsApp, believe it or not, a very unusual channel. And I sent a message like, I felt like I was chucking a letter into the wind. And two days later, someone replied and actually said, okay, Alex, where are you now? Can I call you? I said, no, I'm overseas. Okay, don't worry. Tell me what your issue is. And within five or six WhatsApp messages, I've completely... I'd explain what the issue was and they kept on it and they owned it and they literally updated me every day for the next two days, boom. And it was frustrating. I never got the chance to give any feedback about that individual. I would love to have said how amazing they were. So yeah, but it was, it was um, a great example of not just answering a contact, taking an issue and owning it. And, and that, that was marvelous for me. It's a relationship and it's the synergy between contact, between technology, the right contact uh, way to contact you. And empathy, understanding your your point. Yeah. And I think that that so that is the way of the future. Customers should just be able to speak or type their question in a 
easy interface, WhatsApp, Messenger, whatever, that should be customer effort. And at the moment, it's getting worse, isn't it? Oh, anyway, we won't go down that avenue again. We we know. <laughs> no, but what, what you're saying, it's the reality. There are a lot of statistics that can be shared that are shared that the quality of service is decreasing and not increasing even with this uh, magic technology, because in the meantime, we don't understand really what's happening in the background. But these technologies are here, but we are not able to to leverage them and use them in the proper way. And based on that, it comes also to the next question. We spoke about a positive experience and now which was the worst experience that you have had with the company and why it was so bad. Yeah, okay. I did post about this on LinkedIn and it went quite... A couple of months ago, I hired a car in the UK and I when I went to pick up the car, they were pointing me towards an area. Good news, so you've been upgraded. And I found out, well, actually, they upgraded me purely because her car order wasn't there. So that was the first thing. So don't smoke and mirror me. The car you're upgrading to me is no better than the car I'd got. So just be honest. But they were cleaning it. They had soap suds all over it. There was loads of mud and dirt on the bottom. And there was a queue of five, 10 customers waiting for the car. The staff was stressed. So I thought, I'll do a favor. I said, okay, don't worry about finishing the cleaning. It's okay. I'll take it like it is. And that was my first mistake. From a customer perspective, it's not a mistake. And the guy said, obviously, it's dirty, so you can't do a full inspection. So we'll we'll put a note on the record to say you weren't able to check for all the scratches, but there's no obvious dents. Okay, you're sure? Yeah, they'll put the note on the record. So off I went, came back five days later. There was a tiny little scratch on one of the tires, infinitesimally small. And the person picked, pulled me up and said, sorry, sir, um, we're going to have to charge you 330 pounds to replace this tire. And I, I said, ah, but you know, can you look at my record? When I took the car, they put a note. There's no note on the record, sir. So yeah, as you can imagine, and the, the guy, okay, can I speak to the manager? Because I think he might remember me. They had five managers. They didn't remember me. And they didn't even acknowledge the fact that I'd taken the car with the, the dirt on it. And um, no, sorry, sir. Here's, they gave me a paper letter and said, you can email our complaints team. So I had to drive off. They debited my credit card, another £330. They, the attitude was completely computer says no. They had no interest in understanding the, the right thing. And four days later, I still had no reply. And I was told the reply had been 48 hours. So I then complained on social media, complained on LinkedIn. And finally, someone from the, the executive complaints team from this car company obviously saw my LinkedIn note, contacted me, and they refunded everything. But it's just such a bad example. I will never hire from that car company again. And it's just, you know, do the right thing sometimes, isn't it? And it was just so the, the customer effort, the journey, the outcome. And if they just said, don't worry, sir, will we fund it up front? I probably would have, I would have had a good thought about them. But now it's just, oh, I will never hire from that company again. It's just awful. And comparing the first experience that you share with this one, we can Absolutely. really see that yeah, yeah. Uh, humans make the difference. That's the Absolutely. big thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, in that one, though, you can tell it's... um. The, the the team leader, the manager, I spoke to three levels at the site, including that, and they wanted to help me. They just weren't allowed. And that's a terrible culture. Whoever the leader is at the top to make their staff to work like a culture like that is, is just awful. And now we spoke about the positive experience and the negative one. But I'm 100% sure every customer, everybody has one experience that they will never forget because it was so amazing. It was during the honeymoon or something different. What's yeah. yours? It's, it's one actually. So I ordered a a big TV, 75 inch Philips TV, 
and it had to be delivered because my parents were coming and I, I had a whole bunch of videos and everything to show them on it. And the TV just disappeared, you know, delivery, guaranteed delivery. It was not going to be there. So I reached out again, just to the customer service agent and explained the situation. And I got those one in 1000 customer service agents who was empowered, who was able to go outside the box. And he, he didn't just say, oh, sorry, the delivery won't be there, which is what you'll get more often than not. He said, okay, I can see the TV it was. I, I don't want to talk brand names. Let me, let me check your lo- shops near to your location. And I was in another country and he checked and he found the exact same model in a retail store about five miles from where I was, I was staying at the time. And he said, okay, I'm going to contact the manager of the store there. They are going to contact you via WhatsApp to arrange for that TV to be delivered to you. And the one that's in the system, don't worry. We will get it back to ourselves. Don't we won't deliver it to you. I'll, I'll, I'll make the process work for you. And the TV in the local country was actually three thousand pounds more than the one I was buying, and it was a two thousand pound or five thousand pounds, so crazy money, yeah. And it was a slightly better spec, but because of the other country, he arranged. He said, "Don't worry about it. Literally, the money for that TV, uh, we will keep it. We will get the TV, and that's it's a TV brand that now this is 10, 12 years ago." I only ever buy TVs from that brand. Now, I'll give you a clue. They have the thing called Ambilight. So Philips, yeah, Philips. But it was just astonishing. The entire experience was out of this world. Yeah, so, and you think about all the things that that one agent must have done to solve that issue. And I, I, I now love Philips as a brand because of that one moment. Fans for the complete, for our life. I think that's what companies are trying to create and to achieve. And yeah. based on that, and also keen to ask this question, did you write a positive review about an experience in the last months or years? Uh, in the last two years, do you know, I actually, you know, I, 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 I pick on a few things, but one of the things that drives me crazy now is how customer feedback is just off the charts crazy. You literally phone up or talk to whatever channel to an agent and say, hey, can you tell me why my delivery is not here? No, but we'll update you. It should be done in three days. And that, that's, that's not a good or bad experience. It's just a you'll still get, how, how happy were you with the outcome? Well, you should know. I just spoke to an agent who said he has no information for me. So all the power of the analytics and insight should feed when to survey customers and when not to, and it needs to be personalized. So I, I tend only to fill out surveys if someone was amazing, an agent was amazing. I've given up on telling companies their systems are terrible or there. And I rarely say an agent was bad because I, I work on the premise It's because of the culture and the environment they have to work in. So I tend to very rarely do any feedback. And the last one, the last one I did, uh, I can't, I can't, honestly can't remember. I, I tend not to do them now. And I, I, I am so tired of, I'm survey fatigued from hell, honestly. I, I just don't fill them out now. And, and focusing on this uh, service fatigue that you, that you mentioned, uh, I'm quite sure you wrote positive and negative uh, feedbacks in the past, but did you ever receive a feedback from the company itself that they fixed what you did. No, no, that's the, that's the other point. So the worst thing is the biggest is, is so generic, isn't it? And I, I literally have tested this uh, several times in the last couple of months, actually, that the same, first of all, you can do the same survey form once, twice, three times. That's clearly a failure. You should be able to go back and change your feedback. But I, 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 I showed this in front of someone, an airline. I gave naught out of 10. And I wrote words, it's the worst experience ever. I was late, the food was disgusting. And I got, thank you for your feedback. Smiley face. And then I gave the best 10. It was awesome. Everything was perfect. Thank you for your feedback. Smiley face. They don't even bother 
to recognize the, the feedback you're giving. So it, even the number, if I've given a no or a detractor, so it should be saying, ah, we're really sorry you're unhappy, blah, blah, blah. Or we're really, del-. they don't even, it's so lazy these days, isn't it? Customer feedback, but it has a chance to reinvent itself with all the gen AI stuff. Literally, we can data mine every conversation, every interaction. We know if a delivery was late, if the flight landed late or if the food wasn't warm on the plane, we should be personalizing every aspect of our customer interaction and saying, hey, we know you let you down. We, we know you probably didn't feel good about that. How do you feel about how we tried to help you afterwards? You know, it's such a different level. We need to take feedback to, to personalized and, and dynamic levels. And I'm not seeing it, but that, that's what we need to do. And these are really wise words. It's something we should do. We are keeping discussing about it, but as you are saying, as you are sharing, not a lot of companies are doing that. Are doing that. On one side, good for us because we will have a lot of work in future. On the other side, it's a pity because nowadays the competitors are one click away and so, without customer, there is quite a big issue. Not leveraging on the example that you already shared. Have you found yourself in the situation where you felt the need to request to speak with supervisor, manager, or even the CEO of a company? Oh, quite many times. Let me think of a different example then. Uh, um, 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 okay. Yeah. Okay. A, a credit card company. So I, I ordered two scooters and the guy that I ordered the scooters from guaranteed me I would get electric scooters, 20 kilometers battery life out of them. And it was very important I got 20 because where I wanted to go was eight kilometers then back. I got five kilometers out of either of them if I was lucky. They didn't even get me to the one end. So I, um, I, I used my Apple Watch. I proved it. I literally proved categorically it's five kilometers. What's the battery die? And the, the manufacturer is a well-known brand of these scooters. Sorry, sir. We, we say can do up to 20 kilometers. We didn't actually personally guarantee. But fortunately, I had WhatsApp messages where the salesman in Bahrain, they do lots of things via WhatsApp, had personally guaranteed in writing. So I guarantee it, his exact words. So they were referring me to terms and conditions. So the complaint had to go via the UK, but it was sold to me in the Middle East. So I was using UK consumer law because it was a UK credit card, but I had this black and white guarantee and I was getting nowhere, stuck, stuck, stuck. So I I contacted the the CEO. Well, yeah, no, I, I, I found the CEO on LinkedIn and contacted them. And to be fair, this is one seat. There are very few CEOs. Mostly they have CEO departments, certainly where, where customer service agents do executive complaints. This CEO reached out and apologized, first of all, recognized it was a bad set of experiences. He said, you've made me. And what I love when, when they say, okay, we're going to sort you out, Alex. And because I'm an influencer on LinkedIn, I, I tend to get sorted out. I want to make sure that they sort out everyone else that gets the same issue. And he said, we've now realized our processes, we've tightened it up. And by the way, would you like a new scooter that can do 40? I didn't, I turned down the new scooter. I don't like bribes, but I got a full refund on both those scooters and was allowed to keep them. So yeah, but it was, I love it when CEOs really are genuine and don't just solve the customer who's the influencer or the loud one, but actually solve the issue for everyone else. And that was marvelous. Ah, that's, uh, that's really a great experience. We are coming already to the end of this uh, discussion. It was a short game, but it was full of insight from the experiences, Alex, as, um, as a customer. But uh, in the extra time, in the last three minutes, I still have a few questions for you. First of all, in 10 years from now, we are back on the CX Goalkeeper podcast. I think we have 10 discussions, but let's discuss about <laughs> in 10 years from now, what we are going to discuss about. 
First of all, video referees. Oh, I'm a Southampton fan. We got relegated. It's so much more fun in the championship. We score a goal. doesn't matter if it's an inch offside or onside. It, everyone celebrates. So anyway, we, we'll talk about football, not on the CX podcast. But no, I think we will be talking about all the companies that have died in the last 10 years because they did not adapt. And, you know, the, the Charles Darwin it, it, it adapt or die. And the big brands that are still forcing people down generic IVRs, emails, chatbots. My goodness, we literally in, in the next five years, if you can't just say, hey, Amazon, do you have a pair of Adidas trainers size six in red that you can deliver to me tomorrow? If you can't say that, and then you can't say, hey, Nike, I ordered some trainers from Amazon. I don't like them. You got ones better you can get to me tomorrow. And can someone collect my Adidas ones? You know, it's got to be multi-brand, but customers and the our younger generations are going to put zero effort into any interaction. And the more effort they have to put in, they'll give up. So I think we will be talking about several big name brands that have just failed to, to adapt quickly enough because they seem to be making the same mistakes. But I hope that new one will arise and create effortless experience being positive and, and thinking uh, optimistic about what we are doing and what we are trying to, to create. Alex, what's the best way to contact you? Look me up on LinkedIn. So Alex Mead, LinkedIn, I think I'm one of the top two in there, but simple email address, alexmead at skysky.com. And I have never worked for Sky. I get lots of complaints from Sky customers. It's hilarious. Don't complain to me about Sky. I can't, but that's my personal email address. So LinkedIn or alexmead at sky.com. Thank you very much. And now we are coming to the end. It's Alex Golden Nugget. It's something that we discussed or something new to leave to the audience. Uh, do you know what? I, I do two things. In, so I, 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 I'm proud of the fact. Uh, yeah, I know the theory. I know the, the way to do things. But when I join and work with companies, I nearly always inherit people looking at me as their leader. And I always say to them, okay, script. I don't want you to use a script. I want you to talk to a human being as you're a human being. And I empower you to listen to what their actual problem is, take the time. For, and if you can't solve it there and then, promise them you'll get back to them. And I, as a leader, will give you the tools to support you to do that. And that, that's the toughest part of being a CX leader because obviously the CFO, the CTO, they don't want you to operate like that. So just remember human to human and those customer service agents. And I started as one myself many years ago who talked to angry customers. Let them say, do you know what? Here's a, here's a beeping. Hey, I'm sorry you're beeped off. If I was in your shoes, I'd be beeped off too. And I once got, got told off for swearing at a customer. And I was actually just repeating. And the customer loved me. Let people be human, honestly. And we have so many robots. And they don't want to be robots. Customer service, they want to be humans. And it's just the leaders need to do better. The only thing that I can say is thank you very much, Alex, for your time. It was a pleasure to have you back on the CX Goalkeeper podcast with your insight. And I ask to all the audience to follow Alex because he's sharing diverse views on customer experience. But at the end, we are all, all driving in the right direction, creating human connections and creating amazing customer service experiences. Alex, thank you very much for your time. Please Pleasure. stay on the line to the audience for today. It's everything. I hope that you enjoyed this discussion as much as I did. Follow Alex and provide us feedback in any way. We love feedback. We want always to improve. Thank you very much and have a nice day. If you enjoyed this episode, please share the word of mouth. Subscribe it. Share it. Until the next episode, please don't forget 
We are not in a B2B or B2C business. We are in a human-to-human environment. Thank you.